people. <laughs> Nothing like a midday show. I mean, midweek show. I feel like we've been hopping around lately. Yeah. Different times. Trying to figure it out. Yeah. Trying I to mean, figure it out. I think, uh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. What are you saying? No. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Please. So nice of you. I think that I like Thursdays. I feel like Thursdays go well. Yeah. At like 6, 6.30. I don't mind Fridays, too, when we usually do it Fridays. Fridays is tough. You know why Fridays is tough? Why? Because if we talk about a fight on Friday, the problem is it has to get edited, True. uploaded, and by the time the HD version is finished processed by YouTube slow asses, it takes, like, hours. The video, it's Friday. The video goes up Friday at, night. like, 9 at night, yeah. and then it's up for, like, it doesn't really, nobody gives a fuck after about, you know, Three o'clock the next day. Yeah, that actually makes sense. You know, so it's it's tough. So I don't mind a Wednesday or Thursday show if we switch it. Even Kamora said a show at adult times. This is great. There you go. Yeah. The people are enjoying it. Yeah, I'm not mad at it. I don't mind it either at all. But welcome, people. Welcome to the UFC pri- UFC fight night <laughs> pre-fight show. Yes, sir. Uh, Lewis versus Sergey Spivak. How many times have we seen Derek Lewis headline event? Alone heavyweights headline event. A lot. I mean, heavyweights head typically headline. I feel like they always do. Like, I feel like heavyweights are the most headline. I mean, it's the most prestigious division. Division, low key people. Our favorite divisions are obviously not the heavyweight divisions, right? Our favorite divisions are the fifty fives, the the seventies. What makes it prestigious? Just in the history of combat sports, the heavyweight championship title is has always just been hey, the most prestigious title. Do you think Mike Tyson has something to do with that? Um, not necessarily, but yeah, I could say that. You kind of throw him in there, but I don't think not necessarily only because it's that's just what it's been in the history of combat sports. But he's probably one of the most prestigious heavyweight champ and decorated heavyweight champions of our generation. Yeah, that's pretty interesting though, because I feel like thinking about it, think of just like the average human being, probably like one seventy, one eighty five. Mm-hmm. I feel like that that weight class would be like the prestigious one you know like think of the average person i don't think so you know why why because when you look at like the history of warriors right it was always like even the gladiators or whatever it was always like you look at a giant human being true everyone was like oh Oh, my god yeah you know what i mean so for now you put a person like that like the athletes everyone that people look at and say holy shit when they look at a person it's always football players basketball players the athletes the people who are genetically gifted. Right. Right. So now you take those guys and you put them against each other in a combat sports. And the one who, who rises to the top, we're all like, this is the guy. True. You know that makes I mean? sense. Yeah. So I mean, that's it's, why it's prestigious. It's so floss says, uh, heavyweight champ is the baddest man on the planet. And that's true. For I sure. guess if you get, if you put Francis and Ganu against anybody, anybody who's going to win that fight, anybody, <laughs> yeah, like any, yeah. don't care what sport you do. Anybody like you put yeah. him against anyone. Uh, I, guess I, so. I personally think you put, Gordon Ryan, the heavyweight, best BJJ practitioner in the world. You put him in a fight with Francis Ngannou, Francis Ngannou would knock him the fuck out. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. I could agree with that. So, you know what? That is a good thing that all these heavyweights get to headline, these UFC events. Yeah, and Francis Ngannou, not Francis Ngannou, um, our boy Derek Lewis. Our boy Derek Lewis is, uh, he's a big boy, you know, and he's a knockout artist and people love, someone that people love to see, so. Yeah, I mean, and he he's already got a fan base going into this fight, so you know that. Yeah, people are always tuning in to watch him fight, regardless. Do you exactly. Think that like p- the part of the heavyweight thing also is that people usually do get put out, and 
typically early. Yeah. More more often than more not, you're gonna get you're gonna get a finish more often than not. Guys are gonna get finished. I, I, th- would, I wonder yeah. what the percentage on that is. Like the finish rate in the heavyweight division is probably the be highest high. finish rate um beyond any other division probably. I, I would say I would agree with that. And also I would say if someone's not getting knocked out cold, it's probably because someone's getting tired of shit and they're just like, all right, <laughs> TKO. It, it, it could yeah. either be really good or <laughs> yeah. really bad. Word. Exactly. Um I have a fight outcome percentages based off of weight class. Really? Yeah, so <laughs> Wow. Doing your job. Wow. That's the oh, first wow. time actually. Yeah, for real. Beautiful. Um, wow, that's aggressive. Um so they said out of out of 700 it shows different Uh-oh. Okay. Do we have to take it back? Yeah, for <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay, so heavyweight uh, was out of 777 fights, KOs 49.5%, tw- uh, submissions 22.8%. Dis- uh, and what are decisions? What do you mean? Submissions, I'm sorry. Submissions. Yeah, but I'm saying what are decisions? Like, do they, oh, the chance, what are decisions? Yeah, what are, how uh, many times do they go decision? Four, and going down the line, that, that's significantly less than the rest of the division. Damn, so I mean, that is true. That's at half of all those fights, you said 49 point something, that's 49.5%. That's half. TKO or yeah, KO. half are knockouts. Now, yeah. if you, that's wow. pretty crazy. If, I don't know if you guys are curious, but I have women's straw weight. Uh-oh. <laughs> Why are you going there? Because it was the co- <laughs> it's the opposite comparison. It's like heavyweight to the women's straw weight is um, women's straw weight is 12.3%. TKOs, KOs. Damn. Okay. I mean. Decisions well, are last week we saw some nice. Well, not last week. The week before that, we saw women's. Oh, Pollyanna, Viviana. on for the women there yeah, with them KOs. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we even saw a TKO on. last week on, on the women's fight. Aaron Blanchfield. Yeah, no, that was a Kimura. <laughs> so oh right, finish. she did. I was just thinking of her elbowing her head. Your favorite. Off the k- your favorite. <laughs> your favorite. Why is that so funny to you? No, I see. Why is that so funny to you? I mean, that's like the funniest a- thing ever for you. Like you literally, like, I just cry. I was watching a video today of you just dying because I feel like it's because Meatball Molly was like, of course, so pumped up going into this fight, like. Knockout that artist. That sounds even worse. No, 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 no. I, I'm just saying this is what it was. You sound like a hater, bro. And, no, 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 no. I have no hate at all. But then, it the zoom in on her face. Literally, her face is right on her ass. It's red as shit, and you just see these little elbows just hitting her, and her head is just going like this, <laughs> nonstop, like ten times in a row. <laughs> off so the you're cage. saying the irony of it? Yes. It, well, not the irony. I just thought it was funny as shit. I just thought it was the optics. Exactly how it looked. Everything about it. You know. That's right. so horrible. That's fair. You know what? Did y'all hear what happened today? Did you hear what, what happened with Israel Adesanya at the airport? Yeah, I saw that JFK. He got arrested. Yeah. Well, I, I wouldn't even call it arrested. I wouldn't even call it arrested. Probably arrested. detained, I guess. Detained. I think they blew that out of proportion because, you know, obviously he's a star. He's a superstar. Right. So, like, they made a big thing out of it. Yeah. If anyone doesn't know what we're talking about, Israel Adesanya got arrested, detained at JFK because... Apparently a fan gave him like brass knuckles or something mm-hmm. and he just threw it in his luggage and then they stopped him at security. Obviously, like, what are you doing with these? And he just like disposed of them. He threw them out or gave them to them. It was like, all right, my bad. And they just like let him on his way. Really? Yeah, that's that's all that happened. It I wasn't he was like arrested. That's what I'm saying. Like uh, detained. He's probably just like taken to a room being like, and so, wh- so what's this? Yeah. 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 Like it, it, it was it, it was nothing. It was nothing crazy, I feel they like. They did that to me in Cuba. They detained me for no reason. I was randomly selected. Really? I had to go through extra tests. That's not a... De- 
What are you talking Not about? Not literally That's... detained, but they put me in the room where they detain people. They told me they were taking me. They're like, oh, we have to take you here. But, but yeah, they just do that yeah. for like, yeah. Yeah. They One were time, trying to see if I was going to sweat. I accidentally smuggled weed in Honduras, mm-hmm. out of Honduras. And then I found it at the main airport. You panicked. I was like, because I immediately thought of like uh, locked up abroad. I was like, I'm either getting killed in prison or butt raped in Honduras. There's no chance I'm surviving. Yeah. That's rough. And I was like, I threw that shit out. I was walking by the, I remember the dog too, like the little dog was just staring at me. But that weed was ass, so that thing, it probably did not <laughs> smell it at all. It had seeds in it and everything. I was uh, bugging out though. You think you could survive in jail if you had to go to jail? In America? Yeah. Where am I? At Rikers? Probably not. That's not, I guess that's, that is jail. Well, prison. Yeah. I mean. Like a big boy prison. Yeah. I feel like I would have to get by either saying nothing to anyone, minding my own business, or I'd have to be like the jester of like the prison, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I had to like do stupid shit. Like put stuff up your butt. Like no, you I'm not doing that. <laughs> that's how you get that's how you get taken advantage of. Exactly. Uh, so what do like you Like I'd do like stand up shows or something. I don't know. <laughs> I'd make them laugh. Yeah, excessive said I'd have to hold pockets. Exactly. <laughs> no. I'd be screwed. <laughs> no. Yeah, it's, that's definitely not a place I think I could survive either. I don't think you I could. You don't think well. you could? Prison now. I don't think I do well. Why? Because people try and start shit with you. I don't know. I just don't think I do well. I yeah. Just don't I think mean, I do well. if we're being honest, I don't think anyone is doing well in prison. Facts. <laughs> but <laughs> I mean, you do see some videos of guys in prison, like just taking videos and shit. And them like, you ever see the ones of them like cooking? Yeah, they be living. They be living, bro. They do. They smoking chilling. weed in there. Chilling. They got phones, <laughs> yeah. iPhones. You know, they texting. They doing whatever. It depends on the jail you're at, though. But yeah, exactly. Like, personally, I don't think I do well in prison just because, like. I think I'm my I'm too I'm like reactive. Right. You know? You're saying like you would like something would get blown up real quick. Yeah, and then like you get into I, I a get fight. Stabbed or yeah, some shit, you get bro. shanked. Because I'm not gonna take no talk. You exactly. know what I'm saying? And I'm gonna get stabbed. I'll probably die or some shit. Yeah. Cause I'm I'm just gonna <laughs> get into some shit and like I'm not gonna let you punk me. And then some sh- I'm gonna have to do something real bad to somebody and then they're just gonna jump me. No yeah. matter how good you can fight. If it's yeah, just no, you exactly. if you don't have like a squad or you done. Yeah. So I'm probably just gonna get stabbed to death or some shit. That's exactly like honestly though, that's how it would go. Like it's <laughs> fucked up, but that's exactly how it go. Oh, man. Um, they were making mention of randomly selected at the airport. And let me tell you that I get randomly selected every time. True. I've seen it. Really? Yes, every time I get randomly selected. Maybe maybe you look like a drug mule and they're just yeah, like yeah, true. you. Apparently, because every single time without fail, I will get randomly selected. I mean, I'm surprised I don't with my beard and stuff. Maybe you look really? like a school shooter. Yeah. Oh, then even more reason to check you. But you don't look Muslim. Yeah, I guess I do. So they can't like, you know, they can't like. Use that one? They can't use that one. Right. And be like, yeah, yeah true. I don't know. I mean, you, I'm. A- you look more like like a like a lumberjack. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> it's like lumberjack vibes. Maybe that's how I start dressing up. People dress up, too, for the. Uh, Airport. I yeah, do you know I, why? I never understand. No, I don't know why. Yeah, that's weird. No, right? I'll tell you why. Because a lot of times if you dress up nice, they'll choose you to get an upgrade. So, like, if there's a seat in first class, business class available, they usually, they favor the people that are dressed nice. I don't know about that. Really? That's one of the tips. I thought it was just, like, being country, just being hick, and you just come from another country, you just like, it's, like, a huge deal for you. Yeah. You just travel, or you're traveling, so it's, like, Sunday's best. Right, though, for real. Like, even sweatpants. People, like, I wear sweatpants when I'm flying. I, like, That's people wear jeans and shit. Yeah. Man, you can uh, wear jeans, so what? I mean, you can wear jeans, obviously, but I'm like, I'd just rather be comfortable in sweatpants. Yeah. If you wear jeans, it's not dressing up, Phil. <laughs> I know. 
You can wear jeans at any moment, at any time. I know. I'm talking about jeans and a shirt. Yeah, and I'm thinking that's dressed up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Good point. All right. All right. Next anyway. next fight. Let's get into these fights, man. <laughs> yeah. Let's start. We're starting at the uh, at the main card. This undercard is I don't know a bunch of these guys, but Kamara said if Phil got a serious tan, his airport experience would change quick. Mm, <laughs> I do tan. I could tan well though. I tan nice. Yeah, Phil can get a nice tan. I do. But all right, oh, Jack Della. Yes, starting off the main card, welterweight fight between Jack Della Madalena and Danny Roberts. We were saying this before the show. Danny Roberts gets no easy fights at mm-hmm. all. Like, I I don't know why if that he, is. If he loses, this will be his walking papers. I think. But once again, look who it's against. Jack Della is. Like, I like Jack Della. I think he's a good fighter. He's a prospect, definitely big up they, and coming. Pumped the shit out of him and fucking sent him quick. He only how many fights in the UFC does he have? What like two or three? Uh, let me see right now. He's twelve and two going into this fight, but he this is his third fight. Yeah, both by KOTKO. It's so interesting to see how the UFC does that, right? And how the fans do that. Well, I guess he has two finishes, two KOs, right? TKO, TKO, yeah. And he had a decision against my boy. Uh, uh on the Dana White contender series, yeah. Angelusa, yeah. yeah. Oh, I remember you talking about that fight actually. Yeah, that yeah. was a while ago. Or in a year ago. So I'm I'm looking at I'm looking at him. I'm like, all right, well, if you look at his skill set, he's good boxing, clean, tight hands, you know. Right. Very basic, durable, coming forward, lots of pressure, no tell on the punches, clean fighter. But it's interesting to see how much people get behind these guys and feel like they're like the next big thing right away. You know? Cause see the uh, yeah. Definitely has to be proven. Right. One hundred percent. I mean, third fight in the UFC. Yeah. Danny Roberts is a good fighter. I mean That's a, a good great test. Fighter. But if Danny, we talking about Danny Roberts, we could talk about someone being chinny. Yeah, he he. And you know, I never really, I'm not for like a chin talk because they just throw that <laughs> shit around. But honestly, there's a few guys when when you talk about someone's chin, how can they take a shot? There's a few guys you think about, and that's one of them. Yeah, he, he we've seen him get rocked and finished multiple times. Mike Perry being one of them. I thought Francisco finished him, but he just dropped him hard. Yeah, he uh, he was almost finished. That's him. what I'm saying. Like close. We we've seen him multiple times of him getting. I I just don't understand. Is it something with like him taking these fights? He's like, all right, I got to do this, or is it like his management? Like, yo, take this fight. Like, because we've seen him multiple times take tough fights, tough fights. Yeah, so this is one of them. You know, it's funny when we talk about guys taking fights. Like, oh, he's took this fight. He took that fight. Also, sometimes guys don't have a choice. True and. The fighter believes in themselves at all times. The fighter is always going to take the fight. Right. You know, it's a, it, like you said, it maybe their manager is up to them to say, hey, maybe not so much. But I also do think that Jack Della is really green still. He's very good. Don't get me wrong, but he's really green. And then you look at a guy like Danny Roberts, he's got a lot of fights. He's seen a lot of fighters, you know, and I think that the only thing that stops him, skill for skill, I think he may be the better fighter. Danny Roberts, you're saying? Yeah. More well-rounded, I guess. But right. the problem is, can he hold up? Right. Just looking at his sure dog record right now, three out of his five fights in the UFC are, or losses, excuse me, three out of his five losses in the UFC come by knockout. Yeah. I mean, TKO, just straight knockout. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a lot. That's tough. And against Jack Della. That's, knockout artist. Yeah, exactly. That's coming off two TKO wins, and his, this is being his third fight in the UFC. That's not easy at all. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, I'm taking, I'm taking Jack Della in this one. Uh, I think I will as well. I mean, he's he's coming as a heavy favorite too at minus four fifty over three plus three sixty for Danny Roberts. I love cards like this that have mad welterweights on the card. Whenever there's True. a ton of welterweights, I'm excited. Like 
I want to see it. There's two in a row on this main card. Um, excessive made a point to the how many fights you year. He said, "Isn't that you are only guaranteed to be offered X number of fights a year? So if you turn down two, you might not get anything better." Exactly. So and you, that can put you in an interesting position. So if you offered, I think you're supposed to get offered two to three fights. Some people two, some people three. Don't quote me on that. I could be wrong, but I don't know. Right? Two to three fights. Um, I don't know exactly if it's two or three, but two to three. Now, if you turn down a fight, hey, early in the early half of the year, you're done. And they don't have to offer you another fight until December. So now what happens? You just sit out. You're stuffed. You're broke. Yeah. Right? You're broke. Especially if, if you're not an upper echelon fighter that can afford to do that. You know what I mean? If you're one of the guys at the lower end that need to fight continuously. Or on the come up. That's that's um that's huge for you. You know what I mean? That that's that can stop your training. That can mess up your training. That can mess up, you know, everything. Because you might have to pick up another job. All that shit. It's a lot. <laughs> you know, it's crazy. So um, some guys can't afford to turn down fights. Like people always say, oh, do you take this fight? Will you take that fight? Why don't you fight more? Da, da, da. Sometimes it's not up to a fighter. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. Sometimes, sometimes a fighter, I've seen guys that are very good just get raw deals, man. Bad matchups right through. And they took every fight. And it was just all bad matchups, and then they got cut, and um, then they go make a run somewhere else. But I'm like, this guy was actually pretty good. He just styles make fights. He had bad matchups. I'm thinking of what's his name from Jersey. Who's that? I think Jimmy Rivera's. No, he was 170, then moved up to middleweight. From Jersey. Yeah. You spoke about him. He's a good Tom striker. Breeze. Not Tom Breeze. He, he's a good striker. Fuck, I forgot his name. Tom Breeze was pretty good, by the way. Um, Chat help if you know. Yeah, help me out, please. From Jersey. When Russian? Was he around? No, he's uh, he's American. Corey Anderson? No, he's black. Yeah, Corey Anderson's black. No, I know that, but I'm, I meant like he. You <laughs> said Russian. I mean, he's black. <laughs> oh, Carl Robinson. Yes, there we go. I don't Carl know. I could. Do, yeah, Carl Robinson was pretty good. But he, once again, the guy getting tough fights after tough fight. Yeah, and uh, and uh, now he's not in the UFC anymore. But I mean, whatever. What can you do? Yeah. Uh, Bro, my neck. What? Wadi said Nate Manis is another. My neck is fucking killing me. Why? It's just killing me. My neck. You are working out. Sean Brady slam you? Never, (laughs) never. (laughs) (laughs) My neck is just like I was lifting, and oh, you were lifting. My neck is just like so. I had to like I'm sitting this way, but I'm looking at you (laughs) this way, and I feel fatigued. My neck feels fatigued just turning at this way. I so wish I could just I wish I could just talk to you like this where it's normal. But right now, normally I could do this. Right now I feel like it's work. Jim. It's work. You know what? I feel like I kinda re- I kinda noticed that, I think. Yeah? Mm-hmm. How so I'm like just swivel your chair out. Whole chair like this. I can't really move my neck. Oh man. Whitaker says gamer neck. <laughs> oh true. A lot of people have been talking about Warzone too, also. Fire. It's good. You played, I played it? one game. It's sick. I came fifth. That's pretty good. Yep. Me and the squad, we came fifth. It was. It's intense. It's beautiful. It looks great. I also built a new PC. Oh, true. You know what I mean? Quick flex. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. You know, it was. Uh, should I drop the specs on them? Go ahead. Forty ninety. Damn. RTX forty ninety. The box that that shit comes in is literally like this. It's big. massive. You see, I came and closed the case. It's like sticking out the case. Wait, that's it? It's in the case. <laughs> Holy like, shit, that's insane! Actually, this is why I got this, my case, yo. 
the Damn. side of my fucking case is just sitting around because I can't close my PC case. Holy shit. So that thing is massive. That probably does Huge. that probably like doesn't fit in most cases. You have no. to get like an XXL or something. This is an extra large Lian Lee. Damn. And it can't fit. But also why it can't fit is the wires is kind of like those big ass extra wires. True, I'm see, waiting yeah. to get some better wires. But i9 13900K uh processor. Um Asus Rogue uh Z 790 uh motherboard um yeah just going crazy that's just the main this specs that you really need that's just the main alone, specs you don't yeah. need anything it's more going crazy going crazy um the ram is just four sticks four four sticks so it's a beast that thing it looks like a it's beast a be- if you see the so I, when i lo- when i launched the game on there it's just like i became a call of duty soldier <laughs> You're in there. I was in it. I was in it. When I placed fifth, I I was feeling the shots when I died. Like, yeah, you gotta start screaming too. I gotta start screaming. Why? Like I'm hit. <laughs> Yo, you ever see that dude? There's people who play like that. <laughs> That's the funniest shit to it's, me. It bro. is. It actually is hilarious. They're like uh, role playing, but they're like actually in but the game. It's yeah. fucking hilarious. People are crazy. Wait, are they dead ass? I'm hit. One hundred percent dead ass. Yeah. This is what they do. I've seen them in GTA, like when they role play as cops. Yeah, that's actually hilarious too. That stuff is funny. GTA, oh, they role play in uh, Red Dead Redemption too. Oh, I haven't played that yet. That's a good one. I need to play that. Oh, Phil, I feel like you'd enjoy that one. Oh, I beat yeah. the first one. I can see you as a role play guy. Really? One hundred percent. In what games though? In any game you want. Just I just feel like you're you're a role player. Like you'll go in there and role play and, and get fully invested in character, character, all that. I could do it. I think I would too. Actually, I would get dressed up. <laughs> you just get, to sit at home and get play. Dressed up on stream. Yeah, I would do it. <laughs> you wear your cowboy hat for Red Dead Redemption. Yeah, that'd actually be <laughs> sick. That would be nice. Um, wait, wasn't there a game that you were gonna play with Discord and you guys were gonna? Like, it didn't come out yet. But Discord been slacking, bro. I don't know. Yeah, it, we've been slowing. They've been, it, no one's been talking. Not. I mean, they talk, but it's they just talk about bullshit. Yeah, I mean, when are we? Are we surprised though? No, we're not. Also, shout out Cookie Monster. Subscribe. 10 months he said let's go bellator 2 this weekend let's get rich boys it's a flow says stop the cap <laughs> they talk they do talk. they go crazy in discord discord yeah, is just blows up all day Disc- i mean they do they definitely do but what are y'all talking about nothing Non- that nonsense matters. it's either wadi trying to start some shit with anyone or you know just shout nonsense. out to jose Hey, yeah, shout out Jose, Jose with the sub. And also, shout out Mandrew with the sub. We got him going. Now we got oh, a hype OG train coming Madrew. through. Madrew, listen, man. Let's go, people. One of the original mods. Was Madrew the original mod? Or was it Cam? I think he was. Cam is all. Cam is one. But Mandrew's been here from, for a while. And Mandrew has been here from the start, definitely. What up, Mandrew? What up, people? All right, let's get next fight. Uh, kind of said, went off. what the fuck? Have you not seen me? Oh, shout out 2K. <laughs> Uh, 2K. Also, uh, Wadi was shouting out Phil earlier. What do you say? Uh, let me see if I can find it. Good luck. I feel like this card is like a lot of welterweight fights, man. I love the welterweight fights because it, it's giving some movement to my division. You right. know what I mean? Definitely. I mean, two. there's two, I think, on this, two welterweight fights, but there are two in a row on the main card, which is definitely a good spot to put them. Jack Della Mena, Madalena versus Danny Roberts. And the next one we're about to talk about, Andre Fialo versus Muslim Salikov. This is a great fight. This is a great fight. It's going to be on getting the feet. finished. 100%. This is a phenomenal fight. I, well, first of all, you see what Andre Fialo said about his loss to uh, Jake Matthews? No. What did he say? 
He said he did not take Jake Matthews seriously going into the fight, so he didn't even spar at all in his training camp. He didn't didn't do anything regarding to striking. He's like, oh, I got this easy work. Because he says he believes that he thought Jake Matthews was going to go in there and not even try attempt to stand with him. Thought wrong. And, yeah. Are you a dumbass? Like, what are you talking about, bro? You think that's an easy cop-out? I yes, I train. was just about to say. Yeah, I, was thinking, I think that's a cop-out. I feel like a lot of people do that. They're like, oh, pff, you know, I didn't train. I didn't do strike. I didn't spar. I don't know. I don't want to say that, but I, I don't know. It's. But why would you even say that? Weird. Like, that's yeah, weird. Yeah, I feel like that's you like sound like a, a dumbass. Yeah. You didn't train. That's tough. Like, what are you expecting? You, You're going to a fight. Short notice fight? No, I think it was. I think it was. So if you had time to train, then you gotta go. I don't know. You should, why you should have been training, bro? What, why what do you need for someone to motivate you? Right. Like what? Sometimes, to be honest and to be fair, you know. A lot of people don't know. I understand to an extent because you do need to be motivated. And we hear that all the time, right? Right. We hear people talk about it. I was watching an interview with Dustin Poirier and Ariel Hawani, a clip of that on on Twitter earlier. And, you know, Ariel said to him, "You, but you like the pressure, right? You like that uh, that tension, you know, when, when a guy can kind of like put you in that mindset where that makes you kind of, you know, work harder and get up in the morning. So I, I understand that. But there is no point in the UFC at this level. There are no easy fights. So there's no point where I could look at someone and say, hey, hmm, well, I can't take this guy serious. So I'm not going to train. Right. There's been times, and I must admit, there's been times when there there's guys where it's harder for you to, to do what you need to do, but it doesn't stop you from doing it. It's right. harder because you're like, you're looking you past know them. you're gonna beat yeah, them. Yeah, you're looking past. Them. You're not look. It's not good to look past them. You know they're still dangerous. So for me, I'm speaking from my personal experiences. Like I know he's still dangerous, but it's harder for me to go do the things. But I have to. That's the battle that I have to do with myself. I have to fight with myself at that point. And how do you win? You have to beat yourself because you already know you can beat the person. So it's a matter of not getting ready to beat him because you already know you're better. It's about beating you. And if you lose to you. You lose to him. Exactly. That's perfectly said. Uh, I mean, do you think, though, like, so for example, talking about Andre Fialo, if you think he won that fight, you think he would have came out and be like, yeah, I didn't even train for this fight. Like, I didn't No, he just kept it pushing. Yeah, like, exactly. So, like, yeah. okay, well, now he sounds like stupid. Said he didn't say that. It was on three weeks' notice. He said he didn't spar. And yeah, that's what I said. Only. Oh, it was, on said. Three, it was on three weeks' notice? Okay, so that, that's... He didn't spar, though. All right, well, maybe he didn't have time. Sometimes it's hard to get smart. In three weeks... Let's well, he also said that because he, he didn't expect Jake Matthews at all to keep. Yeah, well, he just thought wrong, bad. That's you know, dumb. Yeah, he got juked. That's, That's it. it happens sometimes. You know, you look at a guy, you underestimate him. You're like, "There's no way this guy's gonna stand with me." And that guy goes in there and stands with you, and, and he paid for and it. And Then he knocks you out. <laughs> yeah. So, I, but also Fialo has a very particular style where he's very aggressive and he's coming forward yeah, and he's just taking shots too. And, yeah. he, and he'll take one to give you one. You know what I mean? So, right. and his one, he's a powerful guy. So, uh, and apparently he can wrestle. Kenny. Yeah. Did okay. you see the videos of him slamming DC? No, I didn't see that. What? Belly to back. Damn, really? Yeet. I've never seen like, that. like DC preparing for a fight. Holy shit, really? And he's in there like shooting double legs, taking him down. Damn, what? He posted the clips. That's actually pretty crazy. Yeah. Surprising. And I've also heard from other people that trained with him, with, like he's very strong. Damn. I mean, like, he, like, I feel like he looks it though. He's like really, really strong. He apparently. looks like a strong guy. Yeah. That's interesting. 
Um, also, shout out Cookie Monster. He gifted five subs. Shout out, shout out, my boy Cookie Let's Monster. Thank Much you love, Cookie Monster, bro. Hell yeah. Um, all right, back to this fight though. I agree with you with what you said. Someone is definitely getting knocked out, uh, yeah. and I feel like it might be Sa- Sa- Muslim Salikov. You think so? I think it might be. Honestly. He's very good too. He's good, but he's also look at look at his last last fight we saw against Li Jing Lang. He did not look good though. You didn't think he looked good? I thought I he, he looked too good. I remember I was that there. Old age. I don't I remember. He he's older for sure. It's like 38, 39 now. I thought he looked. Oh, he's thirty nine. Yeah, hmm. I think so. I thought he looked pretty good. He relies on his athleticism and stuff. So, um, but I thought, I thought he looked really good, but I, before he got caught and just couldn't recover, and Li Jing Lang just swarmed him. He's got big power, yeah. Yeah. Think about these welterweights. Think, you know, speaking of like the Li Jing Langs and the Michael Chiesas, the the um, what's the guy that does the flips, the Pereiras right. and the the D Rods and the the Magnies and the Salakovs and you know this guy, what's his name? Andre Fialos. Fialos. Where do I stand? Sometimes I think about where do I stand when it comes to the welterweights. You know what I mean? Because it's hard for a fighter to kind of, you got to gauge your value. You know what I'm saying? And you got to know, you got to be obviously self-aware and know what the fights that you can get and can't get, right? Mm-hmm. At the at your, you know, at the current time. So where do you think I line up with these guys here? Because I'd be skill down. Skill-wise? I mean, skill-wise, I'm better than all of them. That's what I'm saying. I ain't worried about that. That's I'm talking I'm about, I'm talking about. Matchups, or can we get these matchups? Because I'm ready to, I'm ready to fight. Obviously, I'm not going to fight this year. I'm done for the year, but we only have one month left in the year, so. So you're trying to find something. Yeah, let's find something so I can start to prepare. Right. January, February, March. I mean, talk to me. In your position right now, I feel like you are. There's no doubt in my mind. You're like in the cusp of top fifteen. There's no doubt in my mind. For sure. For sure, I know but that. But getting those fights, it doesn't. It's going to be hard to get those fights. And also, can I fight someone not in the top fifteen and still crack the top? I've seen it all the time. I think you can, especially if it's someone that was just in there, like I don't know, Legion Lang or something like that. No, who just got bumped out because of D Rod, or if you fought D Rod or something like that, or if you fought like Holland. Holland's not ranked, is he? He's unranked. Yeah, exactly. He's fought, who, but he's fighting uh, Wonder Boy. Wonder Boy soon. But like <laughs> any of those fights, I feel like if. If you fight a guy in the same area as you, there's no doubt you would get ranked. Michelle Pereira, for example. He's ranked. Oh, he is? I think he's at 14, well, 13. That's a good fight, though. Yeah, that's a great fight. I think anyone from 15, 13 right there. We get you in. No yeah. doubt. Yes. But honestly, think about when I fought Luke, Luke was 10, and I was unranked. So there's also. True. I can also jump the line. I mean, you could. I mean, you could get that. I'm having you fight Luke again. Is, is he nine now? Ten now? Yeah, I think so. That's enough. That's exactly a, another that's one. That's a great fight. And that could. That could. I could see that fight being a headliner for a fight night. Yeah. I want that Luke fight again. I would. I want that too. Yeah. We all want it. But you know what? Uh, it's Sofla said he doesn't really need another higher ranked guy to be honest. And Whitaker says only exception I think would be Kevin Holland. They're not going to give you a top 15 if you don't fight one of those dudes. You know what just happened? Oh, shit. Our thing died. We just died. I was just about to say. Your shit. I literally just plugged in. So are we off? Yeah. We're offline. Oh, we are. Pause us. Yeah. Well, that was quick. That's all it took. And we're back. Oops. <laughs> all right. Um, I My guess bad. just refresh. My bad. Refresh. 
Refresh. Someone said 4090 died. <laughs> All right. We back. We good. We good, people. Don't worry. Don't worry. Don't worry. Um, you know who said that? That's a hater. Let me tell you who said that. Who? Costa. Who? Costa Whitaker. Kimora. Kimora? Damn. I didn't think Kimora was a hater. That. I didn't expect that from him. <laughs> Wait, but that's low-key a hater comment. <laughs> How? How? Saying the 4090 died? Oh. It was a hater comment, man. No, think about it. Yeah, true. Think about it. <laughs> oh no. Um. All right. Back to what we're we talking about again. Um. Fiala and Salik. Oh, where would you would rank or get into a ranking fight or ranks? Yeah. We'll see. There's a lot of possibilities though with the division. I love when I see fight. It gets me excited when I see multiple welterweights on the cusp, you know, and upcoming welterweights like on the same card because I'm like, all right, there's movement. Right. You know how I feel about the welterweight division. The welterweight. Dudes don't fight, bro. Like especially, especially the top, the, top. Yeah. the guys don't fight each other, so everything's stagnant. So I love to see like this gets me excited when I see ton of welterweights on multiple welterweights on one card. One hundred percent. Even even a fight between you and uh, you've been calling for a while. Kiesa, not Kiesa, um, Muay Thai guy, BJJ black belt. Oh oh oh, Morano, Alex Morano. Yeah, yeah. I feel Ooh, like even maybe. a fight like that would be like. Any, I'm anybody, man. Anybody. At this point, it's got to be. And I want you want it in abroad, not in America. I don't care. You rather? I feel like you rather not abroad though, because of the flight. I mean, as long as you get there early enough. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we'll there was a new chat comment that I just lost, but. I think it was somebody asking like if you want streams. Oh, all right. Um, but for odds for Andre Fiala and Muslim Salikov, Andre Fiala's slight underdog at minus 105, Muslim Salikov at minus 115. So those are pretty close there. I think we see Fiala wrestle in this fight. Really? Hmm. Muslim is very dynamic. He's very done. Dy- I'll give him that. He's actually like really dynamic. It's, people don't really see it a lot, but he does a lot of spinning shit. Yeah, very flexible, yeah. sidekicks, explosive. He's very slick. King of Kung Fu, yeah. King of Kung Fu. He is slick, uh, but... And this one, I feel like we might see Andre Fiala take it. So, yeah. Up next, a heavyweight fight between Chase Sherman and Waldo Cortez Acosta. Chase Sherman, I remember I spoke about him last time. I said, I feel like Chase Sherman is a guy that has been cut literally like five times from the UFC and is brought back mm. every time just because he takes short notice fights. Like we, Every time we see this guy fight, his odds are like plus 800 or some shit. He's fighting some like top... Top guy because he's taking on short notice. Maybe uh, that's why he keeps coming back. That's why they, I guess that's why they like him. Uh, he was supposed to fight Parker Porter though. I think two weeks ago, and that fight got canceled because Parker Porter had to pull out. So he gets a new opponent in Waldo Cortez Acosta, who I'm pretty sure is a uh, Dana White contender series guy. Nice coming from Dominican Republic too. I feel like we don't see many Dominican fighters at he all. He just made his. Uh, he was on the last. Um, he was on the last episode of Dana White's looking for a fight. If I'm not, if I'm not the contender wrong, series, yeah, it was know. August twenty, August second, twenty twenty two. I think you might be right. Yeah, and he he had this fight where I remember I had to go back and watch. But I remember he's putting a lot of pressure. You know, at one point he was screaming at the guy. You know, and the dude has a ton of potential. He's explosive. He throws hands, and he just keeps putting pressure. Keeps walking forward. And um, he's the only fighter from the Dominican Republic. I mean, that's uh, in the, at this level right now at the, in the elite big leagues. I was gonna say, yeah. So that's massive for him. You know, yeah, he has a huge, huge. You know, yeah. but he trains like 
out of Dominican Republic. So he trains out of yeah DR. Yeah, and he and he has like uh, he has like uh, that whole country behind him. So he has like a big representation on his and like a big pressure on his shoulders. I think to perform. Definitely that. That is a lot of pressure, especially being the first fighter. Yeah. I don't know if he's the first. He, I think he is. I think coming, he is. Yeah. Coming from Dominican Republic, that's that's a lot. I mean, there's fighters that have fought and 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 represented Dominican Republic. They were from Dominican Republic for sure. But I think he's the first to like be training out of Dominican Republic. Damn, who who you be training with out of there? Like that's what I'm saying. MMA is not really that big out there, from what I. Know. I mean, obviously I mean, he travels. I mean his. Obviously, from what from what I heard on the broadcast, he was somewhere training with some other team, you know, where he's obviously migrated to. But initially, that's where he was repping. Oh, uh, 2K said, I thought he trains at ATT. Yeah, I think it was like ATT or one of those big camps where yeah, he made the switch to. It says he's at, out of Phoenix, Arizona on his, uh, on his sure dog. Yeah. But. So that's pretty good. I think he, it, you have to. You have to switch yeah, at that to- point. Who you get to the highest level, it's, there's no one that's really going to be giving you that kind of work. Not trying to sound like an asshole, but Dominican Republic doesn't, like, is not a rich country. And a lot of people that live there don't have the money to afford these kinds of, like, gyms and luxuries that, obviously, what we have over not, here. Not necessarily. I, I think you can still have, I mean, look at, if you're even talking about the same thing in Jamaica. You talk about Jamaica where it's like, look at the track team and the Olympic team. True. They do the, the you know, so there's people that. I'm sure they have people that they can train with. They have the facilities. All you really need is bodies and basic basic things to work out with. You know what I mean? I think there's more. They have more, if anything, it's, more of a boxing background than DR. If, if anything, what 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 they would you would want is not a, it's not as popular. You know what I mean? So it's you don't not. you don't have like a ton of people that's gonna be coming up in the and ranks training. and training with you and like you have. Because you're only as good as your training partners, so that's why you have to travel. But the facilities, they have the facilities. They have places to train. You know, they have the equipment. It's just a matter of having the people, the bodies. They'd be training with Dominican Phils over there. People like me. <laughs> yeah, so how good can you get? You I, mean, I mean, I like to So think that's I'm why you got to travel and go find people who are just as good as you and better. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. That's cool. I'll root for him. I mean, of course. Fight, once again, first fight out of Dominican Republic. That's pretty impressive. But uh, yeah, I feel like it's very much like in Jamaica, kind of. Yeah, you, we've been. You've been to all the gyms in Jamaica with me. It's like, yeah, it's still thing. relatively. It's like the level. Bone. It's just the level of guys are not going to be like crazy. But they got the gyms. They got the everything. It's just a matter of the popular. It's not as popular. So like track in Jamaica. Why do you have the best track runners in the world that come from Jamaica? Because they're all there. That's, that's what that's, they're doing. That's what you do. Every It's super popular. We do it in school. You have to run. Everyone at some point, you know, we have a, a day that's called sports day. <laughs> and it's three different houses. And you red house, blue house, yellow house, orange house, whatever, right? And you pick your house from when you pull in a hat. And people are like, oh, I got red house. Oh, I got this house. I got it. And you're excited about your house. And all the houses compete against each other. And what do we do? You run. Really? Yeah. <laughs> that, relays. Yeah, relays, everything. That's just it's sports. That's just what it's the popular thing to do. So you ha- imagine if all the best athletes in one country, that's what they get going to one thing. It's the same thing in America. We have so many different sports. Imagine if we all, we had one sport, one popular sport, or one or two, maybe three, and we all did that Each, sport. Right. The best of the best athletes would all just go there. You know what I mean? So the best athletes in America, where do they go? Basketball, football. Baseball. Baseball. You know what I mean? Do they go run track? Not necessarily. Yeah. <laughs> All right. The best athletes in Jamaica, you know where they go? Track. 
track. <laughs> I mean, and in and in DR, the, their sport is baseball. That's that the, that's their, their sport. sport. I don't think Make MMA is basketball right now. Though basketball is pretty. Popular. Yeah, basketball too, but MMA is definitely not up there. on the. Nah. Like in America, MMA I would say is huge for sure. MMA uh, in America and in like if you probably go to like Europe, like Russia. Not Europe, but Russia particularly. Oh, Russia's MMA is massive in Russia. Uh, obviously, if you go to Asia, across Asia, it's pretty popular, I'd say. But yeah, MMA. Cookie Monster said, "We need the Jamaicans like Cough, Aljamain Sterling to make MMA big in Jamaica." Mm-hmm. What do you think it takes? What it takes? Do you yeah, think it takes that, an event to go there? A UFC event? That'll help. That'll help. But I, I think what makes uh, MMA extremely obviously there's like a, a different little hubs and groups of of Jamaican MMA fans. When you go to Jamaica, it's it's not beloved. When I go to Jamaica, same thing. It's like there's a ton of places and people that know about MMA, but it's not on the forefront of sports, right? And I mean, some people still look at it as kind of like barbaric, barbaric, yeah, you know. But um, it's a very Catholic Christian society. Too. Yeah, so people uh, are like, ah, oh, cage fighting is right. But uh, what what it'll take? I think it'll take uh, more, more of those gyms of people building up and and people who actually train in Jamaica. Is that a thing? Like, to, yeah, yeah, there's, there's a, a ton of gyms. Amount. There's a, a ton of really? gyms, but but they need to get them. Someone needs to. Need well, to, that's what I'm saying. Is there someone that like is professionally fighting MMA anywhere? And Bellator, yeah, PFL, yeah, like, like uh, you know who was who was actually Matthew. fighting out of Jamaica? Ma- Matthew uh, Cullohan. Really? He now now he trains at a. Uh, Sanford or what's what they call Killcliff now in Florida. Right. You know, Matthew McCullaghan, um, uh, Warren Garvey, um, a ton of guys that came and now they train. Some of them, Warren Garvey now trains with us at Budokan. Um, a ton of guys, man. But they, the thing is, again, you got to leave to get better. Right. You can't really stay. Exactly. So we need gyms there for guys to fight out of there to get better while being there and then travel to go compete. And be good while they're there. Make it to the UFC fighting out of, you know, Jamaica. Right. Primarily, I think. That, that'll that take a while. That's not happening I overnight. I don't think it'll take a while. Because you'd be surprised. There's there's a ton of guys that are training that are fairly decent every day. They're really good. Hmm. It's just a matter of, because they're pretty athletic. It's just a matter of what I think. They need good BJJ coaches. Somebody right. with the knowledge. Good wrestling coaches. You know, because. They have boxing out there. They have great too, boxing. Already right. Well, yeah, of course. Boxing, but you just need. The grappling, because the grappling is not, um, is not in their schools. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Would you open a gym out there? Absolutely. You I definitely plan, plan on? to. Yeah. You do? Yeah. That'd be sick. That'd actually be really cool. I definitely plan on opening a gym there, and definitely I'll be training out there as that, well. That would actually be really cool. Damn. At some point. Hell yeah. Down the line. It's, well, in the, it's in the. It's in the works. Yeah. Or in the sights. That would be sick. Um, but back to Chase Sherman and Waldo Cortez Acosta. Uh, I think we're seeing Walter, Waldo Cortez taking this one by TKO or KO. Honestly, I've we've seen Chase Sherman get rocked so many times. I mean, the odds are close in this one, but yeah, his last fight he looked good though. He did against was it against uh, Jared Vandera? I think I'm I don't not sure remember exactly, but I know that was a banger. Because once again, Jared Vandera is another guy that uh, yes, it was against Jared Vandera. Um, that's another guy that's like. Taking these short notice fights and just in the do UFC. you think that taking a short notice fight is uh does does the risks outweigh the reward? It's tough. I feel like it it definitely can. 
but on a cat like on the casual fan standpoint, they'll be like, "Oh, this guy sucks." Like he's ass. They won't they won't even know that he took a short notice fight. No. But like for people that actually watch the sport and understand, I feel like yes, I I feel like it can. If you win, obviously the risk it's is massive, great, massive, it's huge. Payoff, yeah. But even I mean, if look you, at look what it's done for Kevin Holland's career. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Wonders. And yeah. Exactly. But uh, even if you lose, but you get into a crazy fight and like show your skill and like do well in the fight, I feel like that's still admirable. Like exactly. you still get some love. Yeah. Exactly. Especially I like think I said, taking short notice fights is based off of your style. Right. If you have that kind of style of fighter that you go to war anyway, why not? Why not? Right. Because. You can still, they'll still find, the fans and the company will still find value even in a loss. Someone like me with my particular style, I don't think you can find value in a loss for me. What do you mean by that? Because of my fight style. I'm not really looking to go to war unless I have to. Unless you got to make me go to war. Right. You got to, I think going to war is an idiot's game, personally. And we can get caught. And you, you don't have to go to war to be exciting. Some people, that's all they know. And I think going to war, you got to earn that from me. You got you to gotta make me go to war. If I have a path, a clear path to victory, Dang. where I could just style on you and jab you and fucking fuck you up and then make you miss the whole fight, then I'm going to do that. Why would you not? Yeah. Why wouldn't I? Right? Not that it's safe because that we don't appreciate that because we just look at it as like, ah, but that takes skill in itself. That takes a lot of skill to do. But for some reason... Weird, the fans just don't really appreciate that. It's so weird, it's right? But it's like, when a wrestler does it, it's like, oh, I'm going to just take you down and hold you down. It's like, why not? This is my easiest path to victory. How do you make them fight? How do you make someone like that go to war? You know what you do? You stop the takedown, and then you make them fight. Right. You, got, you have to force them to fight. So why with the striker that's good at being elusive, it's like, why is that a problem? Force them to fight. <laughs> no. That's, you, that's to get the result you want. Yeah. Well, to get the course, result yeah. you want. So I think that for me, on a short taking a short notice fight, someone it's it's probably like I would, but I would have to be in shape because right. for well, my style yeah. it takes it takes for me to be in shape for me to do what I do. I'm just right? say main point is yeah, yeah, staying in shape. You know what I mean? So you got to stay in shape. But at the end of the day, I think that I think that going to war, some people it's more natural, and I think others you got it for. I think if someone's gonna make me go to war, you got to take me there. You got to earn it. You got to earn it. Yeah. <laughs> you got to earn it. I'm not just going to be like, oh, gladiator, this shit. Oh, I just run in and just start swinging with you unless I got something to prove, unless there was a point for me doing that. But besides that, if there's no point to that, then it doesn't make any sense. Right. Well, I mean, Cookie Monster brings up a good point. He says, it's bad for a top 15 guy. Someone outside of the top 15, it's worth it. I would agree with that. What, uh, short notice? Taking it. If you're a top 15, yes, don't, yeah. I would say there's no point. Unless you're fighting like... So here's, here's the way I take a short notice fight, right? Um, is if it's an opportunity to break into. You see right. what I'm saying? Exactly. And you have nothing to lose. Like if you're yeah, fighting. To break through. Right. To say they give you Vicente Luque again. I'd take it. Right. In four weeks. Oh, three weeks. Definitely. I'm in shape right now, so I'd take it. Right. Four weeks is more than is good enough for me right now because right. I'm already in shape. Um, also, Cookie Monster said, if you're coming off a loss and take a short notice, I think it's no good. It. He said, I think it's worth it. If you're coming off of a loss, I don't think so. It depends on how bad the loss was, who you're fighting. Right, so it's a lot. Fighting. A lot of variables right there. Uh, also, oh. Chris Avelli checked in. He subscribed. Yeah. He said, oh, yo, gee. hope everyone's doing well. Much love. What up, bro? Oh, gee. How's Chris Australia Avelli. doing? What up? What up? What up? We miss you, bro. Hope you're doing well. He's been here from the start. 
Literally. From I think the start. he might be the actual the mod that we were talking about. Sorry, Madrew. We love Madrew <laughs> though, but I think I think it was Chris Avelli. He he might was the be. first one. He he's been here from the start. Following since September 27, 2020. Let's go, bro. Thank you. Um Back to the fights, though. What was the next one you guys were going to go through? Uh, well, Chase Sherman plus 155, Waldo Cortez minus 180. I think this one could end in a finish as well. Heavy, heavyweights always. Yes, sir. Uh, lightweight, heavyweight bout. Light is, heavyweight. Could, could we say this is possible full violence fight? I'm call it the full violence fight of the night. I don't know. I'll what take would you it. think? Our full violence fight of the night is Kennedy and Chukwu versus Ion Kutilaba. That is. This one guaranteed to deliver. I would always say whenever Kennedy and Chuku is fighting, I mean, and I and Kutilaba, you know, it's you know, it's gonna be a wild one. Yeah, it's a motherfucker that throws bombs, and another motherfucker that just takes bombs <laughs> and then right? throws them back. His yeah. defense is it. <laughs> he, he's adorable as fuck. So hey, he, and he's gonna and he has big power as well. And Chuku has a uh, big power as well. He's adorable, and Kutilaba is not as durable as a. Uh, in Chuku, I think, but where he lacks in durability, he makes up for in raw tenacity. Right. So that's um, strength, yeah. I'd love to see uh in Chuku. I'm rocking with Inchuku for this one. I think he gets it done. But I'd love to see how much he developed since his last couple fights. Mm. I'd love to see where he's at now because he's still super green. He is. You know, so and I know there has to be some that's gonna be very telling, at least for, for us for me. You know, how much has he progressed? And I think that with the time that he had off and the time in between his fights, I think now is a good time to see, all right, what have you done with that? And I think for me personally, on the outside looking at it, I think defensively, I want to see what he's done there. Where has he developed? You know what I mean? Personally, I think defensively is where he could benefit from the most. But I think it's obvious. It's obvious. I'm a coach. His coaches, it has to be obvious. So I want to see what happens there. I mean, we've talked about it multiple times, many times in the show, including last weekend talking about Dom- Dominic Reyes. Guys that say or people that say they work on their striking defense, do we really see that? Like, we, I don't know. He, I mean, he hasn't said, he hasn't come out and said, oh, I'm working on my striking defense. But we've seen him. All he does is shell up. He just blocks and just takes massive shots. We, we've seen him get finished. Yeah, and we've then seen, he explodes, but he's powerful and he's close to And his. we've seen him finish Carlos Ol- Carlos Olberg like yeah. that. And we saw Carlos Olberg last week. And oh. he looked damn. Dude, once again, <laughs> Carlos Olberg is nice. Beautiful. Yeah, Beautiful Carlos Olberg is real nice. But um, we've seen it before. And with a guy like Ion Kutilaba with big power picking his shots, do we think that he can withstand those taking those punches? I don't know. I'm not sure. Um, but I Kuta, still Kutalabe give me big bully vibes. I mean, what does he do in the weigh-ins? Bully Remember? vibes, bro. I mean, fuck the weigh-ins. He's entertaining. People love yeah, it. I love is. it. That's who he is now. It's like a thing. The UFC posts it. And yeah, he, they always post it. So like thing. he 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 kind of like plays to that. But what I'm talking about is like just I I just think like when he someone that that gives him like the you know you bully the bully and then it's like he folds right. You know, that's the vibes I get from him. Yeah, so he's like I could a, be wrong, but that's, that's, that's how I feel. I mean, like I said, I, I think that shit's hilarious. What What do you say to uh, Dustin Jacoby? You are you are you are, you are my you bonus. Are. He grabbed him on the back of the neck. <laughs> you are my bonus. But like shit like that. I, I mean, I would say that makes him a bully. But, I don't um, think so. I think that's just just you him know, trying to do this shit, trying to get into fighters' heads. You know, building himself up, hyping himself up. My thing is keep that same energy, right? In the fight, I want to see that. Yeah. You know, like, 
if you're like a humble guy, like a calm guy, whatever, and then when you fight, you you know your personality, your real personality comes out. My coach always says you're naked to the world mm. when you fight, literally in your underwear, you know, yeah, fit, true. Like, like you know what I mean, literally and like uh, figuratively. figuratively, you're like naked to the world. So like, your real personality comes out, and I've seen him fold too many times. Well. Dog what, fights and just saying? gas out and just be like, True, shut up. It's like, yeah. Go out on your shield, tough guy. We've seen him you know, twice. Like, that's how I feel about it. Twice, who'd he fight? Um, the hell's his name? I can't think of anyone's name today. The Russian guy that worked in twice. Oh, that head kick, head kick gate. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, where he wobbled. Yeah, yeah, he was playing possum. Yeah, I remember that. Um, But, yeah. I guess I could see that. He's got some bully vibes to him. Cookie said Brazilian Mike Perry. Uh, who? Yes, Kutalaba. Kutalaba? Nah. He's not Brazilian though. What do you think about uh so what do you think about uh speaking of Mike Perry and uh what? And Brazil. <laughs> what do you think about uh what happened? I hate to get racy on here, but you uh, know what happened. Won't stay here long. What happened? We gotta <laughs> we'll see what Sophie <laughs> thinks about it. When did this explain? Um Costa. Costa saying the n-word how you feel about it oh i did see that and he said he could say it because he no, he he's brazilian he said he's, he's brazilian but he's not black so he can't say it he's not black what is he he's brazilian and he's tan, <laughs> he's tan. <laughs> brazilians have black people there yeah brazilians have black people he's not one of them all right what, where, let me look at him what did he Holocaust say what, it was let in me, a, take a it was on twitter <laughs> what happened? And, then he, and then he posted afterwards he posted uh a picture of him like Edited of just him fully black. Exactly. If you have to edit I a photo. That. I did see that. No, that that uh, no. Oh my god, he's an idiot. Honestly, Paulo Costello, I'm be honest with you, is actually hilarious. He's he's a an troll. idiot. Yeah, he is a troll, but he's he's. You know hilarious. when it gets annoying though, when you start trying, like he's like trying mad hard to be funny, and it's like all right, like you're running out of material. It's like I gotta be funny at every moment. It's like then it's like just chill, bro. Like take a break. <laughs> Doesn't though he literally does not at <laughs> all. I remember when Polly Viviana or Polly uh, Pollyanna, she said that Colby like asked asked, asked her, her to put her to finger put fingers butt. up his butt. And Paulo on Twitter every time she tweeted, he said how many how many fingers did he ask? How many fingers did did Colby ask? Like he just yeah, he kept was, saying. I give him that. He is funny. <laughs> I mean, he yeah. is hilarious, but that shit's weird too. It's rough. Uh yeah wait I thought you said Mike Perry it was Paulo it was a picture of Mike Perry it's Paulo Costa but he posted a picture of Mike Perry you uh. know said some things oh I didn't see the tweet or whatever it was but oh someone just posted it thank All you right. let's see oh okay I I did see that too yeah it's a flow says like uh. I bet D Rod says it the same kind of way yeah I could definitely see that yeah. but like people like I think people are. Not to get all, like, technical about shit, but people get too stuck on, like, the actual colorism of it all. You can be lighter than Paulo Costa, but clear be, clearly be black and be, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Racially be black and be, have black features, have black heritage, black lineage, and, like, be black, but be lighter than him. Like, it's not just, oh, well, I'm tan, so I could say it. No, there's a whole identity, so that's where they have it messed up. All right. Well, you know what matters? We don't say the N-word, especially me. There you go. I don't uh, say the N-word. I've heard it. Somebody's heard gonna, me say the N-word? <laughs> definitely going to make a whole <laughs> montage of it now. Oh, man. Um, 
Say it, Phil. Go ahead. I will definitely not I give say it. I, I give you the <laughs> no, pass. All right, ready? There. There's the pass. I give you the pass. There's no I give you the pass. Live on Twitch. <laughs> Phil, do it. Ready? Go ahead. No. Go. No, I can't do it. No, you ain't going to do it. Go ahead. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. I give you the pass. Go. I refuse. Go. Go ahead. I can't do it. Are you scared? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No. Oh man. There's no such thing as the past. No. That's not a thing. Let's stop that also. <laughs> I hear them say it all day long on um Oh uh, the Call of Duty? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh my you god. Call of Duty, it's a rap. You That's, can't, all you it's a rap. That's all you hear. Two oh. things. Two things you hear. If 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 a woman on a mic says anything. Anything. She breathes. Get back in the kitchen. <laughs> Ah, you're back in the kitchen, bitch. Right? Or if like, if you if you start to speak and they hear like you got like a little black scent or anything like that, it's like, hmm. Engage. It, it, it just <laughs> ten immediately. It's, it's they actually, just start going crazy. Yeah, it's actually insane. But it shows you like people behind their keyboards, exactly. like what the world. That's so the world, bro. That's yeah. like what really goes on. You know, it's like people are crazy. Speaking of uh, Call of Duty, though, did you see Hanato Moicano said he learned English from? Call of Duty, Duty lobbies, wicked, <laughs> wicked. What a place! What a I place know. to learn English. That's why his, you know what. That's why his press. That's why his post fight speech he was so fire. Like yeah, it was fire. Money Moicano. He actually had another funny tweet. He uh, he tweeted. He's like, I need an update on UFC four. Why does my character look clapped? And it's a picture of him like <laughs> he looks terrible, like not at him at all. And he's like, look at this motherfucker. He's like clapped. He's actually he's coming on Twitter too now, being funny and stuff. So oh, God. Like, I, know, I like him. Yeah, he's funny. Uh but uh all right, back to this fight. What do we got? You think Kennedy and Chuku take, takes this one over Ian Kutilabo? Cause I will agree if you say so. Not if you say so, I will agree. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know who wins this one. I can't pick. I mean, the odds are in Chukwu's minus one seventy to plus one forty five for Ion Kutilaba. So I thought it'd be closer than that, but I mean, I don't know. I, I think Kennedy could take this one. I mean, it could be either man, either guy's game, especially with Ion Kutilaba. We've seen him fold and seen him uh, gas out before, but I'm, I'm sticking with Kennedy in this one. Okay. All right, main event time. Real quick, did you see? Uh, Justin Gaethje opens up about vicious crash on his bike 18 days prior to his fight versus oh, Charles Oh, I Alvera. did see that. Yeah, he said that he was tr- he was going to pick up like nicotine pouches or some shit from the gas station on his bike. Oh, and fell off. Pack a lip. Yeah, and, and then just... like fell off and like smacked his head on the concrete or some shit. Wicked. I mean, I don't know if that's true or not. He had a ro- road ra- uh, road rash all the way up his back. He said. Yeah, that's what that's what he said. But did we see that in the fight? I don't know. Is he saying that's why he lost? I get. I mean. Here we go. Excuses. Another one. Bro. I think he was losing anyways, regardless. Yeah, but it, you know what's crazy, man? At, when you get to a certain point, it's like you have power to manipulate. You know what I mean? You have power to manipulate. Right. The fans, like, especially if you're fans. Since you have a big fan base, yeah. you have power to like, but that's your job. Right. At some point, that's your job, you know? So I get it. But it's like. Even if I was a fan, you got to come harder than that to get me, bro. Right. <laughs> you got to come harder than that. It's like, you're lost, bro. Just just, just take it, man. It, At some yeah. point, it's like, and, and it's weird because we get into this weird thing of like, oh, how to take a loss and how to like, you know, oh, taking it like a champ. I have so much more respect for this guy now. Fuck off. Right? <laughs> I have so much more respect for you now. Like, fuck your respect, honestly. 
right? But how I take a loss, you ju- you're judging me how I take. I ha- I have a right to take a loss, however I want to take a loss because I did all the work, I put in all the sacrifices. As long as I'm not acting like a sore loser and going out here and you know making excuses and doing whatever, you know, you have a right to be upset, and you also have a right to be, you know, you understand the game and just say, hey, it is what it is. I'll be back. Right. But what makes it weird is I think when you start to find like a bunch of reasons like i have so like i for my loss two of my losses are just like oh i they should not be lost right it happened it happened right and i can't it's just i just you got to take it on the chin bro it is what it is you got to take it on the chin right and move on because that's not going to change the result but it has to be a legitimate reason you know and i understand that because it happens to all of us but like you fell off your bike (laughs) getting dip and what and what about it? Where like what happened? Were you not able? Did you hurt your knee? Were right, you not like, able to run anymore? Like you had road rash? Like what now? I, I ain't seen no road rash. That's what I was gonna say. Did we see that in the no, fight? If that like, happened two weeks prior, he looked fine. Yeah, I, I mean, it unless- just gets weird. Like that's what I'm saying. Like your job is to like Connors was great at it. You know, <laughs> to just manipulate. They just ride with him. I don't know why <laughs> they just ride with him. Right, whatever he says, just ride with him because he's a superstar. But again. It's weird when you start to like you it's like half ass just like I gotta have a reason why this happened. Whereas you can just go back and look at your skill set and look where you went wrong and just go and fix it. It's harder for people to look at themselves in the mirror, right. I think. And just and, come and, up with excuses and, and fix it. Right. It's easier for you but it's easier for you to just say why this happened. Mm-hmm. And but that's but a it's crutch. It's more beneficial to not have an excuse. It is more beneficial. But it's also Beneficial, I guess, in a way for you to speak to the fans and tell them what ha- tell them like give somebody no, like yo so you a, can sway some people genuine, to feel like I don't no, know if it's a genuine thing like maybe uh, he did fall off his bike but do you think that was gonna make him win or make him win if he didn't fall if it kept him from training maybe in those last two weeks or, or okay, like but if he's training that's too? fair like was he severely concussed I I don't know that's another thing yeah but maybe that's fair she had a good point though if it can stop you from training so I wasn't able to train. I mean, he still made weight. Yeah, but he can run, but he can't grapple. Mm. You, can, if you can sweat, you can make weight. True. I don't know. I mean, I feel like it's especially since it took the, it not took this long. I'd still he, work out. You he, throw a rash guard on. That's what it's for. Uh, yeah. Well, exactly. Yeah. I don't know. It's weird that the, he came out saying this stuff too. It's just kind of strange because that fight was a while ago. Well, maybe somebody asked him about something. You know how it is. Yeah, that's true. Uh, uh, Wadi said, "I said the kindest thing I'll ever say to you early, and you missed it, Phil." I can't read everything. I apologize. I could find it. I found it before. Do you want to know what he said? It's probably about Chris Abelli says gift. the king. Randy of- keeps cutting it off. Okay, real quick. Oh wait, of course. The uh, king of excuses, the DS brothers. Yeah. They Chris Abelli like says excuses. that they do like their excuses, but it's their job. That's a that's again. It's your job to kind of keep the fans on your side and to sway them. I guess. Well, we got some good questions here. Two K said, "Can making excuses be worse as it's a mental block to where you won't work on the reasons 100%. as to why you lost the mistakes you made?" But if you can compartmentalize, then you can say whatever fuck you want and go right. do it. Fix what you need continue, to fix. Yeah. But it's also people. It's like a blurred line. Like people can't compartmentalize, and then sometimes your your ego can get get you like kind of stop you from getting better. Right. You know what I mean? Like I lost because of that. Yeah, I don't need to work on this shit. But it's like, bro, nobody. And and I, I didn't realize how much for, 
for me, and it's not me bragging or like tooting my own horn, but I didn't realize how much of like a, I just thought it was normal. I'm like, all right, yeah, I watch my fights and I, I work on this shit. Like, if I lost, well, fuck it, I watch it. Dudes will not watch it. They'll run away from it. Right. They lost and they don't ever want to see it again. And it's like, that's weird to me. But also, I didn't grow up competing in wrestling and True. and like the wrestling mindset is very different. And I, and it's it's curious. I'd love to see like like They're some kind of, of case study or some They're shit crazy. on like the mindset because dudes, I've gave like dudes that have credentialed wrestlers and shit like that and I've given them a hard time in the gym even taking them down and like the mindset they'll like lose their mind that's what I'm saying they got issues and they'll just be like yo fuck like that'll ruin their entire day and it's like the fuck what I ruined your whole day because I took you down like yeah we're training it happens well yeah you might take me down you know it's back and forth that's how it goes lose this shit fuck up their whole day whereas Difference with other guys, I think sometimes you go in and you should get beat up some days. You should take away some tools from yourself sometimes to get better. That's how you get better. You take away a tool, something that maybe gives you an advantage over everyone else on that day to work on other things that you're maybe not that great at. And you might take an ass whooping for it. You know what I mean? When you just keep pushing and pushing and pushing and face it and push it till that's not happening. And you're good at you're better at that thing. You've progressed at that thing. And now you add your other shit with it. And now you're a beast. Right, but people are afraid to lose, and that's the problem. Losing doesn't matter in the gym. You should lose in the gym sometimes. Not all the time. You don't want to be a fucking nail all the time, <laughs> but you should lose in the gym sometimes. Sometimes you should put yourself in uncomfortable positions and disadvantage, disadvantage, yeah, disadvantage uh, positions as well, right? Just so that you can develop. You know, and and I think it's weird. People like it's so weird to me. It's so shocking to me. It's just. It's hard for me to fathom when I see that. And I'm like, yeah, that's weird, bro. That's weird behavior. But I guess that just comes with experience or something. I don't know. And a lot of ego. I guess. But dudes just, they won't, they don't let your ego block you, man, from getting better. With fighters, though, is that easy? I feel like you got a lot of nutcases out. The guys who go too hard on themselves. 100%. Like you, like you just said, wrestlers that get taken down in practice, in, in the, in the Because gym. they have the credentials. So they're like, someone with no credentials is not supposed to do that. So it just, it just it's weird. It's a it's a weird, but that's what makes people good too. So it's a good balance, I guess. But you need a good balance. But I don't understand it. <laughs> I don't understand. I'm trying to make make sense of it. I don't. You understand can't. It. You can't understand everything. Yeah. Um, I saw that Cookie Monster said, uh, as far as Gaethje, he said, "God damn, my thing is messed up." Uh, he said. I feel he did it not knowing Oliveira lost, or, or now knowing Oliveira lost and Islam is the champ, so he can get another shot. Strategic, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. That makes sense. Um. Anyways, what's, oh, you're at the. Excuse me. We're at the main event. Main event. We got Derek Lewis, number seven ranked heavyweight contender, against Sergey Spivak, number twelve ranked contender. Um, Derek Lewis, Derek Lewis, Derek Lewis. Where do we start? I feel like we love Derek Lewis. Of course, everyone likes Derek Lewis. Derek Lewis has been around forever in the game for a while. Um, but his past couple fights, coming off a two K two a two fight losing streak, um, both in twenty twenty two. This is gonna be his third fight of twenty twenty two. But I feel like Derek Lewis is always in a position. Where, like you said before, someone who, well, we talked about it, taking short notice fights, but Derek Lewis 
whether win or lose, he's Derek Lewis. Like people are still going to be like, I love this guy. Yeah, he's still going to have fans regardless. No, even if he lo- gets knocked out, like he did against uh, Ty Tuivasa, people are like, ah, oh, fuck, whatever. You know what? We st- we're still fans. Yeah, Why is that? I feel like because his personality, who he is, it's funny. Exactly, he's funny on the mic. Bro, <laughs> she just attack you? <laughs> yeah, I don't know what the hell. Do you see? Uh, he said that he thinks someone is doing voodoo on him. Why? Yeah, he's making a joke. <laughs> yeah, no, no, yeah, he was. Why was he saying that? Because he lost in Texas. He was supposed to be undefeated in Texas, and now he's, how does he feel about being no longer being undefeated in Texas? Oh, okay. and he said he doesn't know. Maybe the media is doing or someone doing voodoo on him. <laughs> now, in fights with Derek Lewis. I feel like fights we've seen where he's getting absolute cooked in, mm-hmm. he comes back the last second and, and wins. The great equalizer, man, that power. I mean, and we we just saw it last weekend. Alex Pineda versus Izzy. The last round, he, he wins by TKO with that power that he ha- that he holds. But that is that really what Derek Lewis, that's, that's all he's about? It's just that power? I think he's skilled. He's athletic. You know, he's... But- I, I personally think Derek Lewis doesn't train to the best of his abilities throughout his career. I mean, and now he's he Eric Lewis is not the best he could possibly be, I think. And he's Definitely okay not. with that. And he's fine with that. Because he's still making money. He, he's making money. Yeah. He's probably making what? He's older now, right? Is he in forties yet? No, he's thirty eight, thirty thirty seven. Oh. He's As a had a heavyweight, now. that's he's, like being thirty two or thirty one. Yeah, for, real, for real. <laughs> he's, he's in his prime. Right? So he's he's good. He's but I prime. still don't think he's as good as as he uh as he could be. Or he should be. I think right. Derek, Derek Lewis yeah. just be chilling. <laughs> I think I, I agree with you on that one. Yeah, oh, uh, I, I don't want to say he's given up, but he definitely is not 100% committed. I think he's happy. He got his money. He's chilling. He's he don't even exactly. care about a title. Yeah, I think you, yeah, you know he doesn't give a shit about the title. You know what, too? What to think about is like when you think about the heavyweight division, right? We spoke about it earlier in the show how about it being very prestigious and all that, right? With all that that we said about it exactly. earlier, hold <laughs> exactly. on. The, the, you know, being the baddest man in the, in the, on plant on the planet when you're the champion, and just it's something about being a heavyweight champion is just levels above every other champion in every other division. And heavyweight, being a heavyweight champion in any combat sports is the most prestigious title that you can have. Period. Right, and I dare to say sports in general, and. <laughs> I say all that, and I will say this: in MMA, the heavyweight division is the weakest division. <laughs> I agree, one hundred percent. Not only in MMA, maybe even in boxing too. It's just a weak, a weaker division because the higher you go, I think the um the the lower the skills the skill goes because you can get an athleticism, you can get away with certain shit, which is crazy to me because like well, like we spoke about earlier. What do you think when you look at a big athletic person? You see guys like me and you day to day. Right, I'm a big guy, but like, ah, uh, I'm skinny. You know what I mean? You see guys like regular people day to day, and then any one of those people can be athletic or be genetically gifted. But then there's the outliers, the fucking Francis Ngannou's, the, the giant yeah. people, the Shacks, the 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 people who are just un like super genetically gifted, right? And now you put these people, when people look at those guys, you're like, oh, shit, when you look at somebody like that, right? You're like, damn, this motherfucker is massive. Then you put him, you put him in a sports in a sports situation, and the dude is running as fast as a fucking person that weighs 170 pounds, if not faster. They're jumping higher. They're doing all yeah. these crazy, they're strong, they're lifting more. 
Now you put them in a combat sports amongst each other, and you're like, yo, who's the baddest man in the planet? They're beating the shit out of everybody, and they're the baddest man on the planet. Literally, that's yeah. why it's so prestigious, right? But then now in MMA, because you know these guys, they're not going to MMA typically. These are the guys that you are. You're gonna see them. They're on the fucking, they're on the gridiron somewhere, right? On the football field. That's typically where they go, right? You don't see them in MMA like that. What you about know what Cyril I mean? Gaon. He can dunk, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, he used to ball. He's a pro baller back in the day. So a few, but look look what he's achieved, right? Also, he's peak performance, too. Look at that, man. Yeah. He's <laughs> yeah. jacked up. He is, right? Yeah. But I say all that to say, you know, he's like, there's only a handful of guys like that in that in like the heavyweight division. It's not like a bunch of these guys in the heavyweight division. Master did says Aspinall, too. Aspinall is pretty big, you know. But it's something about, you know, the UFC and the heavyweights, I think it's just like heavyweights, and, and not even just the UFC and MMA in general. Like heavyweights is just feel, dudes just be lazy sometimes, bro. Like dudes, just, it's a weak it's, division. I mean, you got even in, even in boxing, it's weak. Like I, there's guys that were kickboxers that just turned and said, "Nah, you know what? Halfway through their career, they're already 30, 28. They're just like, ah, eh, I think I'm gonna go box now. Go box, and they're at the top of the fucking heavyweight division. Right. Nowhere. In, in in the lower divisions that can happen. That will never happen at one forty five. That will never happen at like in the one thirties. That'll just never happen because one sixty five is whatever. Those divisions are just the skill gap is just too high. The yeah. skill gap is just too wide. It's too big. It's there's no way you're gonna see someone that's been in another sport for majority of their life, all the way up until like twenty eight. There's no twenty eight year old right now that primarily only fought um MMA or kickboxing and decided, you know what, I'm going to make the switch over to go box and win a world championship. I'm not talking about go box Jake Paul or some shit. Yeah, there's a ton of us that could go over there and whoop Jake Paul's ass. You put me over there, I'll fuck him up. You know what I mean? But I'm talking about like people to go become a world champ now and to fight the contenders after contender after contender to work your way up to become a world champion. Not happening. That's not happening. Not happening. Right? So it's, it's weird. It's weird with the heavyweights because the heavyweights is just dudes is just it's just all about being athletic, I guess. Some it's that the skill gap is not that great. Like technically, they're not good, there but they got fat guys too. bombs, and there's a lot of fat guys. They got that power. I mean, right? Two sixty five is the weight limit, bro. A lot of these guys are just not, and they they're massive. They're athletic. They're huge. They're strong. They're powerful, and they, you know they they got good basics. But you get someone in there like a Tom Aspinall, someone that's fast, athletic. But has a good skill set, like a serious, legit skill set, cooking them. Right. Cooking them. Easy. I think. I agree. No, I agree. That's why the welter or the heavyweight division is so interesting. It yeah. really is. Like I said, you got you got guys looking like Cyril Gon, Francis Ngannou, and then you guys got looking like I don't know, Parker Porter, Derek Lewis, big these big boys. But um I mean they're still in there doing it. Some of them. I wouldn't say most of them. Chris Avelli says, usually people in the welterweight division are the most skilled due to the size and talent pool. That's what I'm saying. That's I what I was saying before, too. Like, the average person is around that size. That's why mm-hmm. they got so many, so many more people fighting at that. And that that's when it becomes the best of the best. But the heavyweight division, you got you got it's fat like, guys coming in. Yeah, exactly. You got fat guys just coming in, just chill. Like, all right, we need some more heavyweights. Let's just bring in fucking whoever. Yeah. Random ass guy. I agree. I mean, and guys will look horrible. I, I mean, there's guys that just look like the exactly. skill gap is it's just like, crazy. But the same thing with women too. Sometimes yeah, the skill gap is. is just like huge. Now, I if mean, you look at the welterweights, middleweights, um, fifty five is like I feel like the skill, 
gap is not elite. as big. Yeah, it's definitely elite. I mean, look at guy. We've seen so many people come over from football too. Uh, that gun to MMA, Greg Hardy, for example, heavyweight. heavyweight. Yeah, heavyweight, exactly. Brock Lesnar. I saw people saying Brock Lesnar, Matt Mitrione, Brendan Schaub, guys like that. Yeah, but all heavyweights. Were they good? Brock Lesnar, <laughs> former champ. Oh my god! <laughs> all right, but uh, and that's what we want to throw that around. Like, oh yeah, Brock Lesnar was a former champ. I respect uh, him for becoming champ for sure. But like, let's be honest. Like, let's talk. I'm not talking about titles here. I'm not talking about like like prestigious titles. I'm talking about. I don't give a fuck what a person achieved. Like, like <laughs> I just want to put that out there. Like that's my first curse word this whole show, right? I don't know. I think good, right? Um, but I don't care what someone achieves. It's like, I mean that's important. But styles make fights, and I'm looking at a skill set. That's all. A skill set is something that you earn and hone throughout your entire career, and no one can take that away from you. Right. This is martial arts at the end of the day, and that's something you earned. And there's no one can take that away. That's like going to school and putting your time in and earning a degree, right? It may not be, yeah, I mean, not compare it to that because sometimes your degree could be worthless, right? But <laughs> I'm saying that skill set, but at the end of the day, that skill set that you learned in school, who can take it away from you? That trade, let me better, let me even better do it like this a trade that you learned. You learned how to, you're like a mechanic or something, right? You learned how to do a thing, right? You learned how to do something with your hands, like plumbing or like you know, or being an electrician. You learned that. You put time and you went to school and you know what to do. No one can take that away from you, mm-hmm. right? So it's the same thing at martial arts. At the end of the day, no one can take that away from you. You learned that. You put in your time, right? And you sacrificed. And when I look at a Brock Lesnar, like, yeah, he wrestled back in the day. He was very, he earned that skill, right? And he earned, he earned himself a title eventually. But when you look at the scope of it as a mixed martial artist, was he good? Uh, he was in a weak division. Beat Randy Couture, right. old Randy and Couture. Back in the day, yeah. Back that in, was back, back then. Mm. In today's heavyweight, I don't think he was. He doesn't survive. Yeah. He's too big. Yeah, he's actually mad. He's too big. He doesn't survive. <laughs> and today. no more steroids. There you go. Once Usada came in, he said, right, I'm going to holler at you. <laughs> I'm going to head out. He said, right, I'm going to head out. That's it. <laughs> But also, I think with heavyweight guys, it's it's guys who maybe haven't trained most of their life or majority of their life. They're yeah. just like, you know what? I I'm big, I'm strong, I can strong. Yeah, I got I have power. Some martial arts, exactly. I'm a I'm a go start fighting MMA, and then they're fat as hell or just big in general, and, and that's where they they get put in the heavyweight division. They're just like, All right, I'm I'm good here. I'm a coast. Because they're knocking people out. Yeah. Exactly, they're finishing people. I mean, we rarely see also guys move up to the heavyweight division. Like, what's the, I, f- I forgot this guy's name too, but he used to be a welterweight, I'm pretty sure. Now he fights in the heavyweight division. Oh, in the Peter UFC. Porter? No, Is not that him. the dude with the two first names? <laughs> oh, no, no. Uh, oh, wait, actually, might be. Yeah. yeah, what the hell's his name? I forgot it. But uh, we, we rarely even see that too. Um, but I don't know. Uh, heavyweight division is. The skill, when you look at the guys like Demetrius Johnson, for me personally, I look at those guys and I, or some, I came in particular and I say, holy shit, like this motherfucker right here, he he got hands. Yeah. You know, he he's giving dudes crazy work, crazy work, just handing it out. And it's like you're looking at his skill set and you're like, oh, my God, as a welterweight, as a big welterweight, these are the guys that I study. Right. I'm watching the smaller guys. Right. I think Floyd Mayweather changed the game. Nobody gave a fuck about them smaller divisions like that, you know, as much as they do. They only care. I mean, back in the day, for sure, in the boxing, they care. You know, there was the 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 Durans, the 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 Haglers, the Hearns. You know what I'm saying? Like the 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 Sugars, <clears throat> the Ray Leonard's and shit like that. You know what I mean? But 
that's just like those core hub of guys. You know what I mean? No one really was checking for the entire divisions like mm. that. You know what I mean? Now after Floyd, people are super invested in those lighter divisions. Right. You know? Um, well, Kamara said, small guys can't afford to be bad at anything learning MMA where heavyweights can. Yeah, he, yes. say, he brought up a good point. He said, have you ever seen a pro flyweight at the gym who wasn't one of the most well-rounded fighters on the mat? Never. Never. Dudes, are, they can do everything. Yeah. They can grapple. They can they can punch. They can kick. They're fast as fuck. They don't get tired. They, it's, they can do a lot of different shit. Where you look at the bigger guys, it's like, and I think the bigger guys could, could benefit from studying some of the smaller guys. 100%. What's going on? Nah, that's downstairs. downstairs. Um, uh, well, that is the main event then. That's the boom blam. I think Sergey Spivak. We might. I think we might see a submission win. I'll be honest with you. I don't know if Derek Lewis takes this one unless he gets a knockout, which is very possible. Derek but. just gonna get up though. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. But Derek I Lewis. I think not, Derek Lewis can knock him out. I mean, of course he can knock anyone out, but if he just lands that punch. Derek Lewis, though, plus 165. Sergey Spivak, minus 195. And that is the card, people. That's what we got. Yo, right quick before we go, I got a quick question for all of y'all, um, or an announcement, rather. We're looking to, we might be uh, migrating over to YouTube at some point um, where we're going to do the lives at, on YouTube. And we're just going to start posting segments of, instead of posting the whole thing, the live will be up there anyway as a full standalone video. But we're just going to be posting different segments from here on YouTube instead. So uh, if you want to catch the live, our next live possibly might be on YouTube. Oh. You know, either this next one or the one after that. But um, we're looking to move to YouTube at some point. So we just want to know, give you all a heads up and let you know that we might be and moving to YouTube. No more so, Twitch. So tune in. No more Twitch at all? Twitch is, I might leave Twitch just for the gaming. And I'll be gaming a lot more in between. So especially now we got Warzone back out. So. Well, people are saying. Uh, well, some people are saying yes, and then some people are saying no. Why? But isn't there R- chat? There's R- chat R- in chat. in yeah. YouTube. There's chat. Yeah, there's, yeah, there's, there's chat, chat on YouTube and everything. So oh, they is, we still gonna be there doing oh, what we do. More asked about black belt statuses. Oh, I'm gonna have to find a way to kind of redo that, restructure that on YouTube. We may have to kind of reset it. But um, also, I'm still gonna be on Twitch. So don't no worries. I'll be on Twitch streaming. I'll just be streaming gaming and that type of content. And we'll reintroduce those fight breakdowns that I used to do. Reintroduce those. So maybe During every card throughout the week, I'll give you guys one fight breakdown. And we'll do that live on Twitch. So no need to worry. Twitch channel ain't going nowhere. But for the Prona Bro, we're going to move it to YouTube. And we're going to be on YouTube. Potentially. Potentially. So you could always test yeah, it Yeah, we're going to test it out. We're going to test it out and well, see what's what. So Can't you do both? Didn't we do that one time? We did that one time, but it was illegal. I didn't know. Oh, really? Yeah, you get strikes and banned. Oh, for that. sure. All right. Damn. All right. Well, there you go, people. That's it. That's the uh, pre-fight show on a Wednesday night. Mm-hmm. How are we enjoying the mid midweek shows, by the way? If we're enjoying Wednesday or Thursday better, better than Fridays, let us know. Because I don't mind this. I don't mind this yeah, at all. Fridays might be cooked. Yeah, plus I get to enjoy, yeah. I don't have to rush here after work. No. Nice. But, all right, people. Is that Jeez, it? That's it. Then you ain't got no news for us, 2K right? 2K asked uh, if we could get some late night shows then. Talk some shit. Oh, you remember those late night shows? Those are good Different. ones. Dude, I'll drink some beers, get turned up. Yeah. <laughs> a joint. <laughs> all right. Not that's bad. a whole different thing. We just got to create a new show on the spot live. Like, all right. Just have a camera on me at all times. Yeah. That's it. You just have have Phil do it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, Kevin Holland gets into a fight backstage. Oh yeah, with uh, Kevin Usman. Holland and Jamal Hi- Jamal Hill. 
versus yeah, Team Usman. That was I don't know what that was all about though. That was weird. Yeah, the details haven't came out yet, but I thought that it was someone on Usman's team that was more like I don't think it was Initiating. Usman himself. No, he was trying to break it up. He was trying to break it up, but then I saw what uh, what Kevin Holland said. You know, at at like some at the media thing, at his media scrum, he said he started talking about uh, Usman. You know, so I was like, damn. So maybe there was some kind of beef. Uh, I, I, I don't said. know. Yeah, I'm not too sure. Um, something about him being in a movie, and you know, him. The reason that they didn't put he didn't have a better role or a longer time is because that he was supposed to be head kicking somebody. He's just trying to be funny. You know, he was trying to head kick somebody, but you know, they didn't want to mess with him because he got head kicked, so they took him out. <laughs> yeah. That's not even good. Yeah, well, the way he worded it, you know. I know. But I'm just I'm paraphrasing. I know you're paraphrasing, but it doesn't even. It's still not giving anything. Well, you from New York? So. I want you versus Holland. You want? Hey, write write a write a letter to Shelby. Yeah, right. Should have kindly email. worded. Should have email. Worded weather letter. letter. Any other news? You guys talked about Israel Adesanya getting stopped. Yeah, we talked about process. that. Brief. Like, that's, that's not even... That's not even news. That's, that's not, <laughs> not even news, but they try to make it news, bro. I'm like, all right, man. Like, he got stopped at the airport, man. Chill. Uh, Gustafsson out of his fight with St. Peru. I'm surprised... Uh, I'm surprised... Uh, thing there, John Jones ain't start tweeting immediately. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> that man is an idiot. John Jones, hey, hey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, Rumble. Yeah, uh, true. Rumble we Johnson. didn't speak about this. The sad news about Rumble Johnson passing away. Yeah, that's very sad. I mean, it's been disclosed. He disclosed himself that like a year or so ago that he said he was fighting some illness, but didn't say what it was. It's cancer. It was cancer in the blood. Really? Yeah. How, how did that? Was it? Did it come out? I didn't know that. Um, did it not come out? No, I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, maybe. I, am I breaking it? I don't, I don't know. know. Maybe. But. It was. I don't think so. I think it's out already. It's. It's. He had cancer in his blood, you know, and that's what he was dealing with. Yeah, he, I remember he tweeted or put something on his stories while, while not a while a year or so ago. He's like, I'm dealing with something very serious, and you know, I'm like, I'm scared. They're fighting for my life, basically. Damn. Yeah. And uh, damn, yeah. That's, yeah, Whitaker said someone released it. Non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. Oh yeah, that's really sad. Damn, that's fucked up, dude. Cookie asked if you met him at your first card. My fought, first card. You fought on the same card of it as him. Um. It's my phone. I did meet him. I did meet him. I actually shared, you know, I had the pleasure of sharing a sauna with him. He hated the sauna. Um, he was a super nice guy. I mean, I didn't know him. Like, I wasn't really close with him. I didn't know him like that. I was a super fan, though. You know, everyone of knew of him. I was watching him when I was, before I even got into MMA, I was watching him knock people out at welterweight. Probably one of the most decorated knockout artists in the <laughs> UFC. A dude that just put people, he had NyQuil in his hands. Um... Just a super sad story, man. He seemed loved by everyone. Never had like a, a never had any kind of beef. Never really had like a, a negative thing to say about so anybody. Nice, yeah. And he was just like the nicest guy ever. That's what everyone says, yeah. And yeah, it was very sad. That is, yeah, it's sad. Damn. We Rest lost, in peace. We yeah. lost like a legend, man. That dude For was real. definitely going down in Hall of Fame. It was just hey. like just one of the baddest motherfuckers ever. I remember they posted a video of him in PFL. He got eye poked, yeah, and, and Herb like, Dean, he, Herb Dean was like, "Of course, classic Herb." He's Dean like, "All right, my eye hurts. I need this <laughs> shit to be over with, bro." And he, he just, just knocked boom, him out, and he's just like, "Ah, oh, shit, right, yo, my eye, man, <laughs> go check on my eye." <laughs> Damn, what a shame. It's sad. Whisker said, said, "You see what Yoel, Yoel, Yoel said?" No, what did Yoel say? Uh, did they fight? They were supposed to, I think. Right? 
They were supposed to, and I don't think that ever went through. And Anthony Johnson beats Joe Romero. Oh, did he? I think so. Oh, if they oh. fought, I would say so. I would think. Yeah, I would think so. Mm. I don't know if he finishes him though. I don't know if you can see this picture, but this was a young Handy Brown when I first met Anthony Rumble Johnson for the first time. Damn. Let me zoom in. Hold on. That's zoom. crazy. Back in the day. Yeah. So rest in peace to a legend. Rest in peace to the God, man. Rest in peace to Anthony Rumble Johnson. Damn. I'm making me sad, man. I know. Come hopefully, on. Hopefully let's, his family let's move on. You guys are making me sad. Well, you know what I'm gonna say. Yeah, we know. Do I need to say it? You're hungry? Hunger. All righty. That's the cue. That is the cue. I haven't eaten dinner. GG's. What are you going to eat? I don't know. I got to figure it out. That's it, though, people. We will see you Sunday for the post-fight show. Sunday. Peace. Adios. Bye, everyone. I'm going to play some Warzone. Maybe I'll stream it. Yeah, maybe I'll be in the background, then I'll talk shit. I got to download it. All right. Bye. Later. Bye.